Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namowski. Welcome to another off-season solo pod. Today, I want to go through and do a bit of a fun exercise. So uh, shout out to Alpha on YouTube. Make some good uh, NRL content. He had a topic recently, players the streets won't forget. Did get me thinking, and I wanted to do a little an exercise here. If we could drop one player into a 2023 NRL team for each club, who would it be? So putting some rules and parameters in here. Obviously, you don't want to put a superstar in there. You don't want to put like the 2009 Billy Slater on the Melbourne team, for example. Uh, I want to put some guys that maybe some of the mainstream guys have forgotten by now. Uh, maybe, you know, someone that wasn't highly touted or had a single season there or just a solid player overall. So I thought, why not make a little list here, um, put a year to each player, and we can see how each of these players would have fit in there. So let me know if you like this content, guys. We can do a couple more of these ones. So let's just start it off. We'll go through random order here. Let's start with the Brisbane Broncos. So what do they need? So two ways to look at this is what does the team need for 23 that they can slot right in? Or if this person is a fun fit for that team, if they've already got you know most positions filled, who's a nice bench guy or spark guy uh, that could be on this roster? So let's start with the Brisbane Broncos. What do they need? I think they need a hooker and potentially some halves depth. So I'm looking at 2013 Peter Wallace for this role. So he was still, you know, at the Broncos at this stage. Um, and he's just about to go to Panthers at this stage. 2014, I think he moves to the Panthers, where he does move into that. He was still in the seven, but he moved into a nine. I think they could have moved him into the nine a bit earlier here with the Brisbane Broncos. Having him... Ezraman and A-Ray on the field all together. That's three dominant halves that could touch the ball at any time. If one player is out of play, injured on the bench, or out of the game altogether, you could have Peter Wallace step in, you know, move into that number seven role if required by the North, so fill the hooking position uh, while they're still in transition there. So I do like Peter Wallace for this team. Uh, we did see later on in his career, you know, really take the number nine jersey, handled it well whenever he was there. But again, just gives a bit more flexibility that they have right now. You know, I think Billy Walt is that player who they probably think is that right now for them, who could slot into the halves if required and play some nine. But Peter Wallace is the ultimate version of that. The other player I did think about is Sean Berrigan. Uh, you know, he obviously played a little bit of hooker, could also play some outside backs, play in the halves at a pinch. Uh, a very, very nice player, someone that I'm a big fan of. But I think for this role here, well, we will go Peter Wallace. Let's go to the dogs. What do the dogs need? Well... I think their four pack is pretty decent. I think most of their spine, they definitely need a seven, but the other two players I've got to really think about putting in this spine would be uh, Kamali, late season Kamali, you got Hodkinson or Sherwin. Uh, so those guys are probably a bit too well known by all those fans. So I've gone to the outside backs. I think they are an outside back short here. What you could do is you could put Jason, uh, you could push Jacob Kiraz into the centers and put 2013 Sam Parrott on the wing. Sam Parrott, one of my absolute favorites, just a guy that, you know, safe as houses, never felt bad if he was there, could shift in a fullback in a pinch, play anywhere across the back line. So I think Sam Parrott's one of those guys that, you know, is just a player. And again, he's someone who can, you know, he can easily play a bit of reserve grade for you. He can step in at any time, do you well in, reserve, in first grade. Reminds me of, you know, Corey Thompson before Corey Thompson, you know, someone who could play wing fullback, He's consistently safe with him. He'd score his 10 tries a season, a couple of try savers throughout the year. You felt very, very safe. And I think with his Bulldogs team, if you had him and had a car on the wings, um, that's a pretty good outside back pairing to play 
with whoever's the fullback, if it is Jake Avarillo there. Let's go to the Raiders. So with the Raiders here, this is a hard team to pick. They're 1-13, to 13, I think, is pretty set. Got some good guys on the bench, but I've gone for a bit of a game breaker for them. So I've gone rookie 2009 Bronson Harrison for this team. I think you could line him up out wide. You can even line him up in the centers in a pinch. And he could just be that guy that just comes in, you know, maybe plays five games starting, the rest off the bench for the season, and, and win you a couple of games just off his back in terms of a couple of big outstanding plays throughout the game. So with the Raiders, again, most teams have a glaring hole. I think the Raiders are pretty well set this year. I think everyone that they want to give a go will have a go. But they do, I think, miss that guy off the bench. And it could be that Harry Nero goes onto the bench and becomes that guy. But if you added 2009 Bronson Harrison, just a little bit of a attacking spark, someone could play through the middle for you know a little 15-minute sprint or play out wide, even go into the centers if you have an injury there. I think Bronson Harris would be pretty, pretty helpful there. The Titans. So obviously the newest club on this team. Uh, there wasn't as many players to pick from. But what do they need? I think they just need a couple of game. I think they need a couple of game breakers similar to the Raiders. Uh, and I think there is one spot. I think outside back is a place where they could, you know, they've got Phil Sammy, they've got Joe Fafida, Brian Kelly. Um, I still think they need someone. And to me, the ultimate feast or famine probably on this list. If you put 2007 Chris Walker on this team, a little bit longer in the tooth by this stage, but still had that burst of speed and still had that footy awareness of a lot of NRL seasons. I think he could be a veteran that could be really, really potent in this squad. You just think of some of the game breakers I already have in terms of Jaden Campbell and AJ Brimson. Obviously, now you have Kieran Foran coming there. You got Fafida, Tino in the front row there. Adding a guy like Chris Walker who could potentially, you know, float across the field and just impact when he needs impact, I think could be massively helpful for the Titans. So 2007 Chris Walker. Obviously, if you were now talking like, you know, 03, 04, 05 Chris Walker, that could be even more dangerous. But I think 07 Chris Walker, when he did play for the Titans, um, you know, he was still an impact player and he could be that now. The Cowboys, similar to the Raiders, pretty set 1-17, to 17, actually. Even their bench is pretty set. But uh, who could I bring in? And, you know, he could be starting, coming in a pinch. So I've gone wing here. And this is on the assumption that, you know, Kyle felt someone who is getting a bit long in the tooth now and might get an injury here and there. How about 2005 Ty Williams? Obviously, Matt Singh would have been the great winger to have, but I think he's still very well known. Ty Williams had that great 2005 season, was a good soldier for them. I think if he went up there, him and Tuolungi on both wings, that's just two finishers, two guys that know how to get the job done. I think that is a very underrated one. I think, you know, they could have gone forwards here. Maybe an, an edge player like uh, Luke O'Donnell, you know, I'm thinking of Morrison. Some of these guys, you know, could have been the pick there. But for me, I think Ty Williams has always been underrated to me. One of my favorite Cowboys to watch. So I will go Ty there to be... Part of a deadly back five. You know, Kyle, that's no shade of Kyle Felt. He's still a great player, but drop 2005 Ty Williams into this team, and all of a sudden it's great. Let's go to the Penny Panthers. What do they need? Well, I think this year they've got a hole there with uh, William Hickow moving on. Uh, Hooker could be another option, but again, really Luke Prittis or Peter Wells would probably be the two picks there that you would go. But for me, I'm going edge. I'm going 2014 Sikamanu. I think putting a guy like Sikamanu in this team would just be fascinating to watch. You know, you've got your guys like Joe Nullivar, Frank Preacher that could have also been there. But to me, out of the four that I mentioned, I think Sikamanu is the one, especially in a Panthers jersey, 
he would just look right at home there back in 2023. You know, just thinking of if you put him on the shore side, him and Jerome Luai would have an outstanding partnership, and then he'd be a nice link up into the uh, Stephen Crichtons of the world. So I think Sikamanu, hard hitting him, Moses Leota, James Fisher Harris, all kind of just makes sense to me. I would love to drop 2014 Sikamanu into this team. Parramatta Eels, they need wing. I think that's the only real position of need that they have right now. Uh, you know, Luke Burt, Semi Raj Rajra. There's a couple of guys there that you could have picked. But for me, I'm going to go back old school. I'm going to go to 2001 where we made the grand final. I'm going Jason Moody. Another similar to Sam Perrett, a safe of houses players. Had his moments. Uh, but I just think Jason Moody opposite someone like a Mike Acevo. You've got the game-breaking ability of uh, Mike Acevo. Then you just got the cool, calm, collected Jason Moody linking up, finishing tries on the other side. I think for me, you know, there's quite a few outside backs. You know, David Vialecki is another one who would have loved to have seen what he did in this time of his career. Tamana Tahu, like we bring in 05 Tahu into this team is very, very interesting. Uh, but I will go Jason Moody just because I think they just need a safest house. As you saw, obviously no Hayes Dunster got injured. Sean Russell got injured. Yeah, Bailey Simonson got found out a couple of times. I think Jason Moody... Would have been pretty nice for his team there. Let's see, going halfway through, guys. Let's go to the Sharkies. What do they need? Not much. Obviously, a top two team doesn't need much, but I wanted to inject one of my favorite players, and I think someone who, in 2023, the coaches would have found a little bit more versatile in what he could do. Phil Bailey. Let's go 2003, Phil Bailey. Probably going to play him at lock. Uh, I think we will keep bringing Cam McInnes off the bench. We saw what he did last year in that impact role. And I think with Phil Bailey, he always had that, to me, he had the ability to be a bit of a crafty 13. You always had Paul Gallon there in his time. You had Stevens, Nutley, some of those big fours that were just, you know, meat and potatoes, get over the, over the line. Phil Bailey had a little bit of class about him. Only had the four years at the Sharkies. I think some injury concerns as well got in his way, but you've got to bottle it up and put it into one season. I think a bit of a ball playing 13 would definitely help. And not so much of a ball playing where he can't take the line on because Phil Bailey could definitely take the line on. But um, yeah, I just think that that little bit of uh, diversity in their forward pack would really help them this year, and I think Phil Bailey could be that player for them. Manly's interesting. I went into the halves, and, you know, you could have gone to Matt Orford, who I think is a bit too much for this. I think Trent Hodkinson could have been a pick here. But for me, I'm just going to go young, because a player that they let go and who obviously finished his career early, let's get Kane LG in here, because Kane LG was meant to be one of the next guys coming in. You know, when you look at those ranks, when you look at the Ash Taylors and the Nathan Clearys around that time of coming through, Kane LG should be right there with them. And obviously got burnout, had that stint of the Titans as well. I just think if we're able to cultivate, just like how Foran and Cherry Evans came through at the same time at Manly, if we're able to get Kane LG on the same speed as them, I just would have loved to have seen what that would look like because him and Cherry Evans, like weirdly have a great little... It just in my head it works. Both sides of the field can kind of roam both ways. Defensively can do a job, won't get found out, and it has a motor on him. Uh, I just think that I think that would be a really really nice partnership. Uh, he's one of the ones where we're going to look back and go, yeah, we had all these great halves come through. Obviously, Ash Taylor didn't work out. Kane LG is going to be the one that no one really mentions, but I wish he had a chance there. Sydney Roosters, what do they need? I think similar to the Raiders. You know, let's get a, uh, an impact player off the bench that can star for them and not miss a beat, can be, you know, someone that can shift across the field, be a bit more versatile. 
Let's go 2002 Chris Flannery. Obviously, he can play at lock, a little bit in the edge, center at a pinch. I think if you, you know, look at really, if we look at how they've had to play the last couple of years with some of the injuries, you know, Drew Hutchinson was in the centers. Uh, Drew Hutchinson played a little bit of lock. If You know, he was on the field and someone came on. To me, Chris Flannery would have been a great player, really hard defensive player as well, so really would have shored up that defensive line while he was on the field, but still had the sleight of hands, can hold, handle the ball. To me, just an, just one of my favorite players, um, Chris Flannery. And, you know, when you kind of go through this list, there, there's quite a few players, and I think for everyone and everyone who has a club that they support, you could list, you know, 10 to 15 players straight away and go, oh, put them in this era and just see what they would have done. I think for me, Chris Flannery is definitely one of those players. Let's go to the Tigers. Tigers need an outside back. Let's go to another versatile guy that can be there in a pinch and was a great finisher. Let's go to 2005, Daniel Fitzhenry. So obviously played some wing, played a little bit of center, played a little bit of 5'8 as well. Um, you know, just an all-round footy player. And I think that's what that, you know, 2001 to 2006 kind of era gave us. It's just a lot of guys that we would look at now and go, oh, were they working 2023, 2022? Yes. I think Daniel Fitzhenry definitely would have fit. Um, you know, had the speed where if he had to get put out wide, could still definitely do it and still had the hands to move into the six at a pinch. Uh, you know, if you had to get two games out of him, he definitely could have done that for you. And if you look at that Tigers team now, I think that's exactly what they need. If you slot him in there at centre and, you know, you had Mamalo and you had Nofaluma on the wings, Dan Laurie at the back, if you were able to put um, 2005 Daniel Fitzhenry in the centres, all of a sudden that edge power punch, wherever you put him on, would be a very, very nice edge to have there. The Dragons. 2003 Amos Roberts. To me, always one of the most intriguing players of why he didn't work. I just thought his speed and his skill would have got him somewhere and been one of the greats. Um, you know, I just think about guys that could score 20 tries in a season. He's always one that comes to mind. Uh, and if you put him in this team, when you kind of look at that one to five for the Dragons, there's spots. There's always spots up for grabs, you know, you, whether it's slowing a fullback, you obviously got Lomax in the wing, but everything else, you know, Rava, Viegi boys, there's always room for someone to grab it. And if you put 2003 Amos Roberts just as a as a speed finisher, if you put him outside of Lomax or on the other side of the field, some of the options that you would have to, you know, early kicks and early shifts, I just think that he could have been exactly what they need. Because if you just think of someone like what Rava Lava gives them, you know, just put that bit more defensive sound and, you know, greater hands. I think that's what Amos Roberts could have done for you. And 2023... Dropping into 2023, um, I just think speed, as we've seen in the last couple of years with the how fast the game is getting, speed kills, and he definitely been one of my favourites to watch there. Last three here, Newcastle Knights. What do they need? Well, if you believe them, they want a fullback so they can put Caelan Ponga to six. And they had a fullback, and they let him go because Caelan Ponga was there. Let's give them 2018 Nick Meany. I think it's pretty simple. You know, you've got Nick Meany, who we've seen what he can turn into and blossom at the Melbourne Storm. Uh, we're going to do a podcast on Nick Meany uh, and kind of the story to how he's got to where he is now um, later in the week. But to me, yeah, Nick Meany, put him at the one, and all of a sudden you've got Hastings and Ponga in the halves. You've got Braley at nine with, you know, this up-and-coming back line. Got some experienced guys in the forwards. The Knights can make a real meat of it. I think if they had a fullback and they can put, if Ponga wanted to play a bit of six, 
Um, it could work, and he was there. He just wanted to get some more first grade opportunity. Obviously, went on to the dogs. And we know what he's turned into at the Storm. So Nick Mean would be a really nice one. The Warriors, as simple, they need outside back help. They need finishers. Let's give them one of the best finishers that we've seen in the NRL era. Let's give them 2003 Francis Melly. So him or 2002 Henry Fafili were my picks here. Even though he's one of the most potent finishers in the game, I think a lot of casual fans wouldn't really remember who Francis Melly is. And that is a shame because he was a beast. Uh, what Manu Vadovai became with that overall longevity career, I thought he still couldn't touch Francis Melly in his prime. Um Again, just one of the one of the best finishes we've ever seen. I'll never forget when he, you know, that try demolition against the dogs. Um, yeah, just an absolute finisher. Exactly what Fusa Tour was a couple of seasons ago, but a much better version. You got Francis Melly. So drop him in, him and DWZ on the edges with Chines at the back. All of a sudden it turns into a very nice back three for the uh, New Zealand Warriors there. Last two. Let's go to the storm. What do they need? Well, they need a forward because they've been drained by the Dolphins. Where do we want to put them? So I think their front row rotation is pretty set. I think you've obviously got Welch, Nass, Kummer, Kamika. Uh, they've got enough plug-and-play guys on the edges with Liero, Tarek Sims, Eli Katoa. They've only got Josh King really at lock. So let's give them, I think, one of the most underrated locks of the NRL era. Let's give them 2008 Jeremy Smith. Just I'm just thinking about a forward pack. If you had on the field at the same time, Kamakamika, Nass, Welch, and Jeremy Smith. That's a hard defensive team to get past. That's some big hits, some tough guys to get through. So Jeremy Smith has always been one of these guys. I think a, a well-versed NRL fan knows how good Jeremy Smith was and how his career ended up being. But, you know, the casual fan may not know if you threw that name out there. And it is a shame because he is one of the great players uh, and very, very entertaining to watch. You can tell that the boys love him. So I think that one is a very, very easy pick there for the Storm. And for the Rabbits, I want to have a bit of fun with this one because the Rabbits, you know, I think they're pretty set in most areas. I just, this is one player from the NRL era that I just, I wish I could have seen how the career, we would do the game how 10 out of 10 times that we played the career 10 different ways, you know, what are the different outcomes? And I just have to believe there's one outcome where Joe Williams the halfback from 2005, there's a there's a solution where he is great. And I just think if you put him, if you placed, you put Lachlan Lewis in reserve grade for one more year, put 2005 Joe Williams in this team next to Cody Walker with Latrell Mitchell on the back and that four pack. I just I just thought that he was one of these guys, the two halves in the, in the mid-2000s I just thought the most of was Joe Williams and Matt Head. And I just think Joe Williams, you know, he, he came in at a very dark time. I think his three seasons, he really started two, 05 and 06. They were second last and last. Um, but they were very poor South City teams, and I don't think you could have hinged that on a young half. So I just would have loved to have seen what he looked like there because he looks like a guy, you know, we look at some of the guys now. You look at Tom Deed and how he kind of flourished after a big losing streak. You look at guys like, uh, name you play, even look at Lachlan Elias, who, who, you know, in a good team still started last year and, you know, had his moments. So I think if you put a guy like Joe Williams, who didn't have that support structure back then, you put him in now, I just would have loved to have seen this. There's a little personal one for me at the end, and I think a lot of Rabbitohs fans, I'm not actually sure what they would think about Joe Williams because, you know, that was obviously their team and they had a couple of losing seasons with them there. But I just know for me, Joe Williams was one of those guys that rugby league to... Um, I loved having him on my team, and I would definitely 
think that, you know, if you play the Creed 10 times, there's one time where it worked. So we'll leave it there, guys. Um, again, just wanted to really shout out to Alpha. Like I said, um, I really like the topic and we wanted to do something similar, but didn't really know how to phrase it. But I think exactly right. A, a guy that, you know, the mainstream NRL fan maybe doesn't know or doesn't remember, um, but the hardcore fan would remember. And just thinking about this 2023 season and some of the players from the past and how they were fitting into the, to the current way the game is played and, you know, some of the different missed opportunities that they had in their clubs now they came back to the same club how would it work now i think it's very very fascinating to think about so we'll leave it there thanks for listening guys have a great day we will hear from you soon cheers